people will sometimes say, well, if you can't afford an animal, you don't deserve an animal. And we don't agree with that. We think if we can make resources available to those people, then they should be able to have animals. And I'll tell you, a lot of the homeless people that we serve, their animals are in better shape than a lot of people's animals. When they come in here and they tell us, if it weren't for this animal, I wouldn't be alive. I mean, what more do you need? I'm Phil Hatterman, and this is Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. Today, we welcome Scott Cotter, Marketing Director of Spay and Neuter Kansas City. This interview was recorded in mid-March as the COVID pandemic was unfolding. Before we could air the interview, Kansas City, Missouri went into lockdown, and many of the organization's services were temporarily unavailable. Rather than deliver possibly confusing or contradictory information, I decided to shelve the interview until we had more clarity on how our community and Spay and Neuter Kansas City were going to move forward. Over the last two months, Spay and Neuter Kansas City has continued to serve the community as much as restrictions allowed, including providing tens of thousands of pounds of dog food for pet owners who are struggling. And they have more to give. Complete the food pantry request form on their website if your pet needs food. Go to snkc.net or use the link in this episode's description. As Spay and Neuter Kansas City ramps up operations, they will initially only be offering vaccines. Check their website or listen to Dog Words for updates on their expanding services. One final note on Spay and Neuter Kansas City before I take care of some other podcast housekeeping and we move on to the interview. Scott mentions that we're in kitten season. Remember, we recorded this two months ago. But still have your pet spayed or neutered, regardless of the season. In addition to veterinary clinics, there are wonderful organizations like Spay and Neuter Kansas City that make this important service accessible to all pet owners. And now, on with Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. In each episode, we explore the world of dog care and companionship. We save each other is the motto of Rosie Fund, which simply means the more we do for dogs, the more they do for us. And they already do a lot. If you love dogs, you'll love this podcast. We welcome your comments, questions, and suggestions. Go to the podcast page at rosiefund.org to share your thoughts. Thank you to everyone who's downloaded, subscribed, rated, and shared Dog Words. Please follow Rosie Fund on social media, especially the free Rosie Fund YouTube channel that offers great videos, including some exclusive content. The mission of Rosie Fund is to provide humans with the resources and education they need to give senior and harder-to-adopt dogs a better life. We thank you for joining our mission. Today on Dog Words, we welcome Scott Cotter, the Marketing Director for Spay and Neuter Kansas City. Welcome to the show, Scott. Hi, thank you for having me. Let's just start with what spay and neuter is, because the name's not exactly a misnomer, but I don't think it gives the full picture of what you offer. No, that's correct. When we started this organization, and I didn't start, when Michelle started this organization 18 years ago, the big issue was spay and neuter. And so it made sense at that time for it to be called Spay and Neuter Kansas City, but we are getting ready to change our name to Pet Resource Center of Kansas City, which is more appropriate because we still do 10 plus thousand surgeries a year, but we'll see another 13, 14,000 animals for different reasons. Basic vaccines, parasite prevention. We do some heartworm treatment with support of bear animal health and a little bit of emergency medical care that we refer out and help support. There's a lot of things we do that aren't spay and neuter. You're located at 59th and Troost yep. in Kansas City, so centrally located. What population do you primarily serve? A lot of our clients are what we think of as underserved 
people or an underserved community. They might be in vet deserts. They need help with their animals. It might be a 10-pound bag of dog food just to get them through the month. Or it might be surgery that they need to get so their animals aren't recreating more of themselves. But yeah, typically all over the city, we get people coming from Warrensburg, Lawrence in Johnson County, KCMO, Kansas City, Kansas, Independence, just, just all over. But they're primarily people who live in vet deserts. When you say surgery, you're primarily referring to spay and, spay, just spay and, neuter. Spay and neuter for dogs. Yeah. Something that some dog owners might take for granted because if you get a dog from most shelters, they've already been altered. And if you're not getting a dog for breeding purposes, you should probably have it altered. What's the importance of doing it? <clears throat> Is that just something that people think of as optional or do they realize the importance of it? Back when Michelle started this organization, I, I think people only thought of it as cutting down on the numbers of animals that are being reproduced, which obviously it does do that, but there's some health benefits as well, even some behavior benefits. Male cats will often mark and they'll even do it in your house if they're intact. So who wants that? Mm-hmm. Nobody. So yeah, I mean, obviously, and some dog parks don't allow intact males. Yeah, right. Sometimes they're they're compelled. You know, it's it's hardwired in their DNA. Mm-hmm. It's it's survival. It's nature. So they're compelled to want to breed, and that can make them be aggressive. Other intact males could be in danger. So yeah, it's it's just good all the way around. We think obviously the name spay and neuter. We we have to be thinking that it's good all the way around. But it really is it. It prevents reproduction, it's good for the health, and it's good for behavior. It does help take pressure off shelters like KC Pet Project is touted for being uh, one of the largest no-kill shelters in the country. We could make their job a lot easier by cutting down on the unwanted pet population, the, the surprise litters. Yeah, and, and you know, Kansas City Pet Project, they're, um, they're a very large shelter, and they serve as the municipal shelter, so they take everything. When we find strays, we take them there. When the public finds strays, when animal control finds strays, they take them there, and they do a wonderful job over there of housing all those animals. So just imagine if we cut down on the number of animals mm-hmm. that they have to take care of. That's a good thing. And since we started this, I think we were, we were talking about the numbers the other day, Somewhere in the neighborhood of 25,000 animals were being euthanized each year in Kansas City simply because of space. That's shocking. I mean, it's terrible to think about that. Just, I'm sorry, we don't have any space for you. I mean, what a horrible job that somebody had to do, but, you know, it it had to be done. Well, it's shocking on several levels. One, that that's how we were taking care of the problem. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And two, that a problem of that magnitude existed. Think about 25,000 dogs that don't have a home, that are caught. Yeah. And the ones beyond that that are just roaming free that aren't rounded up by animal control. Yeah, that die of disease or starvation or being hit by cars or or whatever. Yeah, I think, and think about Kansas City being, what are we, the 27th largest city in the country? So think about all the other cities that are bigger, have larger populations, more animals. So it's an enormous number countrywide. And so... It's really awesome that Kansas City has been very progressive about animal welfare and have reached this state that we're in now where we've got a large municipal shelter that's taken a lot of animals. Wayside Waves is here. They're taking a lot of animals, Great Plains. Um, We've got handfuls of rescues around town that are helping out. So we're in a pretty good place. But I think that means we can't let up. We can't relax. 
because animals have a way of making more of themselves very efficiently. Nature will find a way. Yes, it will. And, um, you know, right now we're in the throes of kitten season, which means that uh, mama cats are hiding in places and giving birth to tons of kittens. And it's really the same for, for dogs. When spring comes, there's just more of them. There seem to be a lot of dog seasons, not necessarily as far as litters being born, but things that trigger influx of dogs at the shelters. Obvious things are, well, it's obvious to you and I because we work closely with this. Yeah. Holiday season, Christmas season, gifts that weren't well thought out, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. a dog goes from being a gift to being expendable. Graduation season, gifts that turn into something expendable. Dogs that get frightened and lost at um, fireworks celebrations, whether it's the 4th of July or your team winning a championship. A lot of dogs can't handle that noise and excitement. And Spring storm season. Mm-hmm. I mean, we see a lot during spring when the storms and the thunder, lightning scares them. Yeah. One of the things that needs to be addressed then is those dogs get hopefully found, returned to their owner, maybe through a local shelter, but a lot of those dogs don't get found immediately. Uh, maybe they eventually get found after they have either gotten pregnant or impregnated another dog, depending mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. which gender the dog is. So thinking that, well, my dog is in my yard, I can control what dogs it's interacting with, I don't need to take care of this. There's a lot of things you can't control. I think you said it earlier, you were right, nature finds a way. And, um, you know, like my personal situation is I have a six-foot fence, but I have a dog, and no, I would never have thought of this. I have a dog who's capable of scaling a six-foot fence because she's smart and she's athletic. So she can jump most of the way and then grab on and pull herself over the top. So if you have an intact male and a female in heat, that intact male will chew through a fence. Over, under, or through. Right. So I think, uh, you know, another thing, when we're talking about lost animals, microchip, microchip, microchip. It's super easy. They're not very expensive. We work with KCMO and do a lot of microchip events, and we want people to have those in there so if the animal does get away, that's not something that comes off, like a collar and Mm -hmm. a tag. It's always there as long as you keep your information updated. And a point for people who don't really understand microchips It's basically a little chip that emits a number, and that's it. And then the number is something that's associated with you online. So when somebody brings an animal they found in here to us, we scan it. If it has a microchip, we can look up that number. We can go to found.org. It's free. Mm -hmm. Go to found.org and look up that number. I know they do the same thing at all the shelters. Can't see pet projects. First thing they do. Yeah, Many vet clinics also have the scanners. First thing anybody does when an animal comes in, even if they're owned, if they come in with their owner, they just check the chip. Mm-hmm. And we just look that number up. And if you've kept your information up to date, you can get a call and get your animal back. Without a microchip, it's hard to prove who that animal belongs to. You might never get them back. So we say microchip, microchip, microchip. And then also all those times of years where you know storms, fireworks, celebrations for Chief Super Bowl wins or Royals, World Series wins, when people are shooting off fireworks, it scares animals, and they'll find a way to escape because they're terrified. Walking our dog Peaches, 
uh, earlier this winter, a neighbor was walking her two dogs, which are both big dogs. One's a husky mix, one's a, a golden mix. And she had mittens on, trying to hold the leash. And those dogs got out of her control and came after Peaches, not aggressively, but she didn't know what is happening. And it was pretty easy to sort things out. But even something like that, that you don't think of, it's like, well, my dog doesn't isn't bothered by thunder and lightning or fireworks or anything. Just slipping out of your hand as you're trying to switch it from one mittened hand to another mittened hand. It could have been going after a deer or something and not, in our case, the neighbor's dog where it stopped after running 20 yards. It could have been going after something that yeah, sure. it's still chasing to this day. And, and yeah, we confront that every week here mm-hmm. at our clinic. Um, people come in with animals that they've found or to let us know that they've lost animals. As simple as, uh, you know, an Amazon delivery, they ring the doorbell and your kid goes and opens the door, absentmindedly not thinking about the dog and the dog bolts. It happens all the time. And you got to pay attention to that. And again, microchip, in case that does happen. Our recommendations so far, we're letting people know, spay and neuter your pet. Yeah. Get it microchipped. You've mentioned vaccines as being a service that's also offered by now... Spay and neuter Kansas City, but soon to be Pet Resource Resource Center Center of Kansas City. What vaccines do you offer? We offer a basic vaccine round, and it consists of DA2PP, which is distemper, adenovirus, parvovirus, and paroinfluenza. Those are all pretty important, especially uh, distemper. We have um, a pretty big pool of distemper in raccoons in our area. And then parvovirus is something that's very deadly. It can live in the soil for a long time Mm -hmm. and definitely goes after puppies. And once they get it, that's a Mm -hmm. hard thing for a puppy to deal with. Yeah, if you want to hear heartbreaking stories, just talk to any of the staff or volunteers at KC Pet Project who work the parvo ward. Yeah, and I know that they've they've saved a lot of puppies, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of them that don't last. So parvo is super important. And then rabies is another thing that that we do also very important. And, you know, rabies, the reason rabies is not a big deal anymore is because we have vaccination programs that address that. And the herd immunity that we've inferred into the dog communities by vaccinating against rabies for decades is important. And to maintain that, everybody should get their dogs vaccinated. To license your dog, some of these vaccines like rabies are required. Yep. To take your dog some places, you have to have proof of some of these vaccines. It might be a groomer or a doggy daycare or some dog parks or dog sitters. But it's also a good investment of your time. Obviously, it's good for the dog, but also it's a lot more of a strain on your resources if your dog has any of these issues. Yeah, any of these, obviously rabies, we wouldn't even go there because, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's... There's no way around that if your dog has rabies. But preventing having to deal with distemper or Distemper or, or parvo. It, it, treatment for distemper and parvo are going to cost you a lot. A vaccine is a very inexpensive way to prevent that from happening. So those are services that are offered at Spay and Neuter Kansas City. Should I just start saying Pet Resource Center of Kansas City? We just, let's just go with that and get yeah, people you, yeah, used to. Yeah, you certainly can. Yeah, we're, we're not keeping it a secret. Um, when does that become official? This summer. This summer. We haven't... Um, rested quite on a date yet so we're kind of waffling between july and august 
but we're getting it out there. And like, and if anybody knows about rebranding, there's two ways that you get a name out in the world. You can either buy your way into it or with time. Well, we can't buy our way into mm-hmm. it. So we're mentioning it early and often. So everybody's comfortable with it, but we're still the same place. We still do the same stuff. So we're doing what we can here to help let people know that Spay and Neuter Kansas City is becoming pet resource center of Kansas City. Any other services I'm leaving out? Anything else people should know about what you offer? Yeah, let's talk a little bit about heartworm testing. Kansas City has become a little bit of a hot spot for heartworm. We have a theory that is because our shelters have space and resources that we help other communities when they are impacted by storms. Katrina was probably a, a big one that everyone mm-hmm. can remember. But a lot of Katrina dogs. What, what happened in Houston with their flooding? Um, so when you bring those dogs from the south up, they're more heartworm down there because it's warmer and it's more wet. So heartworm spread by mosquitoes. So we've become a little bit of a um, hotspot for heartworm. So we do a lot of heartworm testing somewhere in the neighborhood of eight to 9,000 dogs we tested last year for heartworm. We provide flea, tick, and heartworm prevention and try to do that at the lowest cost possible so we can get it into as many hands as possible. Just because you adopt a dog that is not heartworm positive doesn't mean you can forget about heartworm. You still need to address that on an ongoing basis with your dog. For sure. And the recommendation is year-round. Experts suggest that if we have any two or three days above 40 degrees, that parasites are coming back into an active life cycle. And as you know, living here in Kansas City, it can be December and it can have five days of 50 degree weather. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, rec- we recommend year round for flea, tick, and heartworm prevention. Your pet deserves that. Yeah, that for sure. attention. For sure. Those are the services you offer for pet owners. What opportunities do you offer for volunteers, people wanting to donate? Sure. We love to have volunteers. We have a great group of volunteers now. Some of them have been with us for years and years and years. And there's all sorts of different things because of all the different things that we do. They can help with a pet food pantry. They can come in and and after a certain level of training, they can help in the surgery suite, maybe putting together surgery packs or interacting with clients out in the wellness clinic. So there's, there's all sorts of opportunities for volunteering. And of course, donations always help because, um, Sort of our motive here is to help people keep their pets with them. So any donation that you give is good for pets, but it's also good for the people who are our clients. And we serve somewhere north of 25,000 pets a year. That's impact on a pretty fair size of our community. It's easy to focus on how you help a pet with a donation to Spay and Neuter Kansas City, the grooming project who we've interviewed, Casey Pet Project, We've talked to Shep's Place, but every one of those dogs you help is also making someone's life better. Yeah, seriously, we hear this weekly from somebody who comes in here, like they're looking for help and they didn't know where to turn. We work with a lot of veterans, a lot of them are homeless. And what people will sometimes say, well, if you can't afford an animal, you don't deserve an animal. And we don't agree with that. We think if we can make resources available to those people, then they should be able to have animals. And I'll tell you, a lot of the homeless people that we serve, their animals are in better shape than a lot of people's animals. When they come in here and they tell us, if it weren't for this animal, I wouldn't be alive. I mean, what more do you need? Yeah, you yeah can't, we're here. We're yeah, here. What, what do you need? You we'll cannot help you. overstate the value of that animal and its uh, 
service to individuals and, and to society. For more information, I'll put a link in the description for this episode. So I'll put the Spay and Neuter Kansas City link. And when you have your domain that goes live with Pet Resource Center of Kansas City, I will update the description. And it will redirect. So if you use our old URL, it'll redirect to the new one. And if you just search for, fingers crossed, we get, there's a wonderful SEO company here in town who donates all of their work for us. And so we appear really well in search when you're searching for the things that are important to us, like spay and neuter, obviously, Mm -hmm. pet resources, that sort of thing. Hopefully when we make the change, that SEO will work. And if you just search, you'll find us. We tell people, just search for Spay and Neuter and you'll find us. Yeah, you won't have to try very hard. Even if you don't click on the link in the description, you can find Spay and Neuter Kansas City, Pet Resource Center of Kansas City. The future of Spay and Neuter is the branding change. Anything else we need to know about what's coming for this organization? No, we're just going to, we're going to continue doing the things that we've been doing. I think one of the things that might be a little different is that we want people to know that we are a resource, that we're here. And even if that means you need something that we don't do, we will help you find that. It's a networking opportunity. You'll connect. Yeah. The way we've been describing it is a pet concierge. So you walk in and you say, my dog has blank. Well, that's not something we do here. Instead of just telling you, well, go call a full service vet. We'll sit down with you and try to help you find somebody who can provide the service for you instead of just sending you on your way. If you're in need of any of these services or you know someone who's in need of one of these services, Kansas City is fortunate to have so many great resources available, and one of the best is Spay and Neuter Kansas City. Thank you so much for for what you do, and thank you so much for sharing your time with us. Scott Cotter, Director of Marketing for Spay and Neuter Kansas City. Thanks for joining us, Scott. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. Phil Hatterman, and you've been listening to Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. Thank you to Scott Cotter, Marketing Director of Spay and Neuter Kansas City, for joining us today. Again, if your pet needs food, complete the Food Pantry Request form on their website. Go to snkc.net or use the link in this episode's description. I also want to thank alternative string duo The Wires, featuring cellist Sasha Groshong and violinist Laurel Morgan Parks, for playing the wonderful music you've heard on today's and previous episodes of Dog Words. Learn more about The Wires at thewires.info and download their music on iTunes. Also, check out fiddlelife.com for Drunken Fiddles Online, Laurel's virtual fiddle classes. Support Rosie Fund by following us on social media, and please subscribe to the free Rosie Fund YouTube channel. You can support Rosie Fund's mission of helping senior and harder-to-adopt dogs by choosing Rosie Fund as your charity with Amazon Smile. It costs you nothing. Amazon has money to give to charities and wants your help identifying worthy causes. As always, please download, subscribe, rate, and share Dog Words. This helps us with sponsorships. Then Rosie Fund can help more dogs. Send us your comments, questions, and suggestions at rosiefund.org and let us know if you would like to be a sponsor of the Dog Words podcast. Thank you for listening, and remember, we save each other.